as always. Can we get a round of applause for Jesse? I just love it. I love it. Jesse doing transitions is my favorite. Ingrid, you too? Okay, good. Well, we're gonna keep it. They're gonna keep it that way. That's great. I have a table. I've just, I kind of just been in this place. Have you guys been enjoying these table talks? Haven't they been great? It's been really good. I appreciate the, the engagement and the encouragement. Man, uh, last week was a hard week. And uh, just to see God's grace on us as a family to navigate that. And uh, I was so thankful to Pastor Lee for taking the time to, to be up here and share with me and his heart. And we're just very, very blessed. Well, this evening... I've got a very good friend of mine that's going to join me for a conversation. We're continuing on with our Test the Spirits. Do you remember the Test the Spirit series? Yes. I'm, I'm afraid now. Only a few of you remember. But we started something called Test the Spirits a couple weeks ago. And uh, we, we, we started up. We started up. We had a lot of good conversation that came out of that. And we're going to continue that tonight uh, with our very own Mr. Derek Hines, who is our life group pastor for the Durant campus. Would you welcome him to the stage, please? We are looking forward to doing this and uh, really hoping that um, you'll be able to, to take away some practical tools tonight uh, to help you live in such a way that allows you to uh, test the spirits uh, in your life and see at various points in your day and in your week um, where you're living asleep and where you're living awake. Uh, you know, we started this uh, conversation Derek, it was just a couple days ago, really. It was exactly a couple days ago, Monday. Monday, it was yeah. Monday. I'm really bad with time and, and anything that involves dates and time. Uh, but we had this conversation on Monday, and, and there was just so much good that was coming out of it, and I felt like it connected so perfectly with what we've been on uh, with learning how to test the spirits, learning how to really begin to pay attention with what wisdom we're operating with. Uh, we, we read in the Scriptures out of the book of James, that there's a wisdom that's from above, that's gentle and pure and open to reason. I got it right, right? James? Yeah, yeah, James. Yeah, okay. said, yeah, and uh, we read about a wisdom that is earthly, and uh -huh. the writer gives a comma, and he says it's, it's devilish. Uh, it's an inferior type of, of wisdom, and we know that that's inspired from a particular spirit at work in our lives. Um, we know that the wisdom from above is inspired by the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of wisdom that we all need to learn how to recognize and, and, and be aware of. And what I have found is, for so many of us, we really are living asleep when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Yeah. We live more awake to the things of the flesh than we do living awake to the things of the Spirit. That's right. Um, and this conversation kind of grew into a place to where, uh, man, we, we, don't, we don't have a... a for sure, it all spelled out on what we're actually going to get into uh, while we're up here. But I know we yeah. have a few, a few points that we want to be able to, to bring uh, to the people. Um, but I, I think a, a great place to, to start is uh, just to be, maybe let's, let's present uh, this, this topic. Um, I'm kind of I'm going, I told you we might go to reverse order. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, let's present a little bit what we mean by this prayer of examine that you and I were talking about. Yeah. Um, and let's kind of take that and bring that into our context and in a way that we can be engaging in some spiritual practices throughout our day, throughout our week, throughout our year to begin to exercise our spiritual, our spiritual senses. I really do believe that we're living in a time right now 
uh, that the church cannot afford to be numbed in regards to their spiritual senses. Yeah, I agree. We have to be able to have our spiritual senses alert and active and awake mm-hmm. to be able to really discern what's going on in the culture right now, being able to discern uh, the attack on our, on our families. Uh, the devil has a, a strategic move that I see him playing in so many people's lives, attacking marriage, uh, attacking the home. And uh, I feel like we have to be awake and aware of what's going on. And I think so often we are more aware of what the devil's doing than what God's doing. Yeah. And our prayers are reactive at best mm-hmm. instead of really learning how to get into a place of responding to what the Father's doing. I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a powerful thing that happens whenever a group of believers learn how to be more driven by what the Father's doing than just constantly reacting to what the devil's doing. Yeah. So kind of set that up for us, and let's see, let's see where we go. Okay. So our, so our, our conversation was, was really centered around, it, it actually, we weren't talking about anything that has happened or, or had happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just more in context of, um, of a book that I, that I am reading and just kind of some takeaways that, that I was learning from the book. Mm-hmm. And one of the, so the book is, on, it's, it's just a, it's a book primarily on prayer. Mm-hmm. And Richard Foster book? Richard Foster, yeah, Richard Foster. The book is, I think it's called Prayer. That's a really creative title. Catchy title. That's great. Is it about prayer? It's, it's all about prayer. Great, awesome. And the, I'm with you. One of the first forms of prayer that he talks about is the prayer of examine. And there's two parts to the prayer of examine. So there's the prayer of uh, consciousness and then the prayer of conscience. And we were just talking about uh, applicably what that prayer had done for me in my life Mm -hmm. and the things I was starting to experience because of the prayer of Mm. consciousness. And consciousness, um, are you familiar with what consciousness is? Yeah, well, let's share. Okay, so it's... Consciousness is just, just, just kind of our experience in life. Mm-hmm. So being alive, being awake, being conscious. And the prayer of consciousness is meant to, is meant to help, uh, help get us in tune with God's conscious. Absolutely. So we, we could say that whenever we're, we're praying, and by the way, when we're talking about this prayer of examine, we're talking mm-hmm. about a prayer of consciousness, we're really talking about a, a, not so much a, a scripted prayer, like exactly, the prayer yeah. of examine is this, you know, three or four verses that you pray with this words that were written yeah, by no. this guy that lived a long time ago. No. We're actually talking about a, a, a model for prayer mm-hmm. more along the lines of a posturing of the heart. Yeah. And just over the years with church history, different methods of prayer got named certain things. That is correct. Uh, so this is, this is a very old pathway mm-hmm. uh, to, to explore uh, prayer with God. Yeah. Um, and in talking about this, this prayer of examine for me, um, it, it, it really opens up the conversation around how much we live distracted. Exactly. How, how much we live unaware, once again, of what God's doing. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on in our family. We know what's going on in our business, uh, in our job. We know what's going on sometimes inside of ourselves emotionally. A lot of people live totally unaware of what's happening emotionally in them, but a lot of times we have an idea of what's going on in ourselves emotionally. But this prayer of examine really is about learning to train our, our consciousness to become aware of God's heart and God's mind. So you could say it's really us being able to uh, tap into uh, the mind and the heart of God for us in, in our day-to-day living. Yeah, so it really is a shifting of, of focus. So naturally, 
if, if we were to, you know, go through our days and our lives, years, weeks, whatever the time frame, we, we don't naturally have a bent towards focusing on God and his heart and, and his intention in our lives. Mm-hmm. But we are constantly being distracted by the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're advertised. I pulled some, I pulled some stats. Yeah. So we are advertised to anywhere between 4,000 to 10,000 times a day. We, I would, I don't think I would be far from arguing that we live in the most advertised to culture in the history of the world mm-hmm. and arguably the most distracted mm-hmm. culture in the world. What, what does that break out to like per, per minute? Do you remember? Yeah. So it's five. So on, on, on the low end, it's about five and a half advertisements a minute. And that's from radio, TV, driving past billboards, yeah, everything. all those kinds of things. Yeah. So five and a half ads per minute. I mean, you can't even process that. Mm-mm. It's one, and, one every 11 seconds or one every four seconds. And when we live, when we live asleep, we don't even have our consciousness doesn't even know that's happening. Exactly. All day, throughout the day, there's stimulus that's happening that's affecting the way that we mm-hmm. think. It's mm-hmm. affecting what's on the forefront of yeah. our mind. Yeah, there, there, we, there are people that study us to advertise to us, and we are completely benign to it. You mentioned something to me about uh, uh, checking our phone. You did some, some statistics on how many times a day the average person checks their phone. What was that look like? It was like? 80 times a day, and the average person spends two hours and 55 minutes on their phone. Each day. Which is weird because that's an average. I mean, think about that. Two hours and 55 minutes. I mean, why didn't they just round it to three hours? You're right. But it's, I mean, it's two hours and 55 minutes a day on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of this is so interesting because it really connects with what Pastor Jacob was sharing on Sunday mm-hmm. about living a life to where God is the center of our universe. Yes. God's the center of our focus. God's the center of our time. God's the center of our, of our day. Yeah. And if we really want to get honest with ourselves and look at where the gravitational pull of our life is toward, mm-hmm. we are gravitationally pull, pulled more toward distraction yes. than we are a true conscious awareness of God's mm-hmm. presence and where he's at and what he's doing in our lives. Yeah, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to even, even try to, to focus on God when we are constantly distracted. I mean, we all live lives and we have jobs. Mm-hmm. There's always something you know, coming at us. Absolutely, absolutely. So what's, what's a little bit of, of the remedy for that? What, where's, where's a starting place if we want to be able to live awake enough to test what the Spirit of God is doing in our life, which means just pay attention to. What I really mean by test yeah. the spirits is, I mean, pay attention to what's happening spiritually around you and be aware enough to see the impact that it's having on you. Being advertised that many times to during the day, checking your phone that many times during the day, that has an, a profound effect on your soul, on your ability to be quiet before God, on your ability to be present in conversation with people. Um, and I think it's really led to us even being poor, poor listeners. Um, that's, that's affecting a lot of things, especially our core relationships. That's correct. Uh, all the, all the, the people that uh, end up in some type of pastoral coaching or counseling session with me in regards to marriage or, or any kind of uh, uh, disease in any form of their core relationships, most of it centers around the ability to listen. Um, and if we're, if we're living in a way that we're so distracted that we have a hard time listening to the people that we love, the people that we're married to, our friends, our, our co-workers, how much are we really listening to God? And how much are we really paying attention to what he's saying and what he's doing? If I'm sitting here talking Not to you, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm doing something else the entire time, mm-hmm. 
I've, I've got divided focus. I've got divided yeah. divided attention. Yeah, yeah, and we can't even. I mean, we can't even have a conversation at a restaurant. There was a, another study I read, which I didn't bring the stats on that, mm-hmm. but even even people evaluating their experience and satisfaction at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you put your phone down and just have an intimate conversation, you know, your your satisfaction goes through the roof. Your experience goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's always something, you know, buying for our attention. Yeah. And how much, how, much of, how, much of that, how much of that is preventing us from being able to really experience satisfaction in our relationship with God? Oh, yeah. I think, I think all of it. A lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You guys with us out there? Yeah. Okay, good. You're, you're really quiet, which means that you're thinking, paying attention. Okay, good, good, good. I didn't forget about you. I was just having a conversation here. Uh, so let's let's get back onto this this prayer of example, okay. and just a pathway. I, I really my desire is to set people up tonight to be able to walk away with just a practical practice that they could begin to 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 uh, to bring into their life to begin to combat some of this distracted living that we're faced with, mm-hmm. and being able to really set us up to a place to where we can test what's happening spiritually around us well. Yeah, so I, I do think before before we go into a practical practice, we, we kind of have to establish the why. Yeah. You know, why would we why would we even engage in this practice? And I I realize we're preaching to the choir because mm-hmm. everyone's here on a Wednesday night. But you know, for me, it, it boiled down to you know what what would lead me to realize the need to do this, and it be great enough for me to actually focus my attention on it. Yeah. Because if it's not if it's not beneficial to me, in some manner mm-hmm. um or and I, I do believe that connecting to god is beneficial to me yeah but if it's not if it doesn't benefit me then then it's going to be hard to do but the benefit, benefit is does the practice actually result in me being connected to god that's right right yes. yeah because yep. we're after enhancing relationship mm-hmm. not just engaging in rituals and rules yeah right yep okay so where are you want to go from here uh you were going somewhere with the why okay so uh the why you know i i started realizing so I started reading the book Prayer by Richard Foster, um, and I had realized, you know, and even with me kind of coming into the, to the role as, you know, life group pastor and, you know, starting to, to get, you know, expanded levels of leadership, you know, I was experiencing a level of stress and responsibility that I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. And so it, it really led me, to, I had to seek some outlet or some release or some strength to compensate for that because mm-hmm. I couldn't, you know, I mean, we, we tend to worry about things and uh, which that, that's what led me to the, to the prayer and the, mm-hmm. and the prayer of examine. So mm-hmm. I really feel like we have to get to a place in our lives where what we are currently doing is not working anymore. Mm-hmm. That's a tough place to actually allow yourself to be honest about that. Yeah. That which that's actually doing, part of the prayer of examine too. Yeah. Which what you're doing is not working anymore. Exactly. And so we have to get to that, and, and, that's, and that, that, that's true for anything in life. Mm-hmm. Until someone gets to the place where they just are willing to throw up their hands, they're fed up with how things are currently, they'll, they will never make any, any uh, you know, substantial change. Yeah, no forward progress. That's right. So the why for you, the personal one, came out of a time to where you were starting to experience some clutter in your soul. Exactly. Some distraction due to stress and anxiety and some yep. of these other things. And balancing all that, and and you needed the Lord to open up a door for you. That's right. In in regards to offloading some of that. Yeah. And and really not be 
allowing that that spirit behind anxiety, worry, yeah. stress. Those are some of the enemy's greatest tools mm-hmm. against the church. Exactly. Uh, there's a reason why we're told point blank, don't be anxious about anything. Don't worry. Why? Because that, that habit, that behavior opens up a door for us to be, in, to be influenced and controlled by an inferior spirit. Yeah, and, and it's funny because especially with that verse, it says be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. Yep, yep. So prayer is a pathway for us to be able to... Offload anxiousness. Offload anxiousness. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. good. So take us, take us through what this uh, practice meant and what it did in your life and how you, how you actually practice this. Yeah. So like I said, there's, there, there's two parts, the prayer of consciousness and then the prayer of conscience. Mm-hmm. So consciousness is, is really what we're going to focus on tonight. The prayer of examine in, in context to consciousness is really trying to um, acknowledge God or experience God in, in every moment of your life. Mm-hmm. So what you do is, how it starts out is that at the end of the day, you know, you can spend some time in reflection. You know, before you go to bed, um, you know, you can journal, you cannot journal. It, it really is whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. But you spend some time in reflection and you reflect back on certain moments in your day. The events of the day. The events of the day. So you just, you focus on the events of the day, whether that was, um, I don't know, your boss got mad at you at work, um, <clears throat> you had a child act up, mm-hmm. um, wh- whatever the event is. And, and, you, and you focus on that event and you just simply ask God, where were you at in that moment? Mm. And then in, you know, in that asking, um, so what I, what I have experienced is God will reveal himself in that moment to you mm-hmm. and you can experience, you know, how God has been with you throughout the day. Yeah. And then you take that a, another step and what I've started doing is just even like even during the day. Mm-hmm. So as I'm going throughout the day, you know, if I ever experience myself, so the, the idea behind for me, the idea behind the prayer of examine mm. is, you know, so like in, Z- in Isaiah, it says, the steadfast of mind, you will keep in perfect peace. Who's Him whose mind is, yeah, exactly. So trust you. in the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. Um, for in God the Lord, we have an everlasting rock. The idea is steadfastness of mind and peace. And so, so, so many of us, we, you know, we are distracted. And because we're distracted, we don't have any peace. Yeah. And so that's, a, that's the trigger for me is if I'm moving throughout my day and I, and I lose that, I lose that peace. Mm-hmm. I lose that sense of, of centeredness and, um, you know, me being presence of God. Yeah. I'll stop. That's right. Because when, when we lose peace, what we really lose is our awareness of the nearness of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. Because Christ is the Prince of Peace. Yes. The only way we experience peace is because he's with us. Exactly. And when we lose that peace, it's not as some of us were taught in, other, in churches growing up that we lose peace whenever God's presence leaves us. And we know that's not the case, that Jesus is serious when he says, he's I will be there. with you always. Yeah, he's always there. What we lose is our awareness, our conscious awareness exactly. of God's presence. Exactly. That's why even in, in, in church settings, I don't pray, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, we invite you. Because to pray that is to is to assume that the day of Pentecost didn't happen. Yeah. Like when the Holy Spirit came, he never left. What we need prayer yeah. for is help us become aware of your already present presence. 
Exactly. Because, because so much of this and what you're talking about is really about us hearing God. Mm-hmm. Like, how, how to well, hear it, God is like on my list of top three things that I get asked as a pastor. Yeah. And so it's not necessarily about hearing God because mm-hmm. he, he never really says anything mm-hmm. when, when I ask. Yeah. You, I just experience where he is. Experience where he is. Or yeah. what he's doing. Yeah. So, so a, a better way, and that's semantics for me. Yeah. When, when I, hearing God okay. for me is equivalent to him showing me something or, or, or uh, experiencing the impression in my soul of his love. Yeah. So I, but thank you for clarifying that because I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm complicated. <laughs> Becoming aware of where God's at and what he's doing. Yeah. So for you, this looks like uh, at the end of your day, reflecting on some of those tense moments throughout the day that in the moment, maybe you in that moment because of whatever reason, the emotion, the stress of the situation, you, you uh, weren't in that moment able to be attentive to what God's doing. Um, but there is a part of the prayer where you're actually doing that in real time that I want you to, to share on in just a moment. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you're reflecting on those events through your day and you're asking the Lord to show you where he was while you were experiencing this. Yeah. And that impression comes to you a lot of times. How do you see that? Do you what? What does it look like yeah, for you? Usually, usually I just I just see it. So for me, and I, I don't know. I probably never shared this publicly, but I have a very open relationship with God, and mm-hmm. so I talk to Him like I would talk to anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of the day, you know, if I had a moment in the day where I, you know, was frustrated or lost my cool, I mean, I'll I'll say, look, God, where where were you? Like, where were you in that moment? And it's kind of like the, the footprints in the sand picture. I'm sure you've yeah, seen it. Yeah, footprints poem. Um, and, you know, in, the, in that moment, I'll see. Yeah. You know, maybe he was with the gentleman that was yelling at me. Like yeah. Maybe he was <laughs> trying to comfort him as he's yep. taking it out on me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not a real example. but. So I usually don't get down this far because here's, here's, the, here's the thing you got to be cautious of. So let me give you a disclaimer here for just a second. Whenever I start asking the questions I'm about to ask, I am not saying that for you to practice this, you have to experience it this same way. Does everybody hear me? Because everybody experiences God or hears God in different ways and forms. Okay? So just know that. So for you, when you say you see it, does that mean that your eyes are open and you see it openly? Like like an open vision type experience? Or for you, is this... You remembering in your mind it's just, it's just and a rem- the pictures there. Yeah, so okay. it, it's just a remembering. Yeah. So it's just, you know, just like you would, uh, I'm sure we can all think of a memory. And so when, when you think of that memory, whether it's a, a Christmas or a Thanksgiving or a, a moment at work, you, know, you, can, you can mentally go back to that moment. Mm-hmm. And you can see the people you were talking to, uh, where you were sitting, what you were doing. That's, that's the kind of seeing that I'm talking about, is, is that, that visualizing. So when I visualize those moments in my day, you know, I mentally am going back into that moment mm-hmm. um, and experiencing that moment again and asking the Lord, you know, where were you in this moment? Mm-hmm. And whether it's a good moment or bad moment, um, it is what it is. It's a, it's a powerful thing. There's like 15 different places that I'm tempted to go off of that, but I'm not. I'm None not of gonna, which I'm sure we've talked about yet. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. We'll save that for for another time. Talk to me a little bit about an actual like account of 
of this, but in real time, because you yeah. shared something with me that was really cool and an experience that you had, because this, not necessarily at the next level, it's the same thing to do it in real time, right? But yeah, exactly. To pause yeah. for a moment yeah. when the event's actually happening yes. and to be aware of God. Mm-hmm. And that's not, that's not a different experience. No. It's the same thing. It's, it's the same experience. The, 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 vari- the variables are all the same. Yeah. So if you do it at the end of the day, you, know, you, are, you are looking back or thinking back on a moment to where you were not experiencing God's peace. Yeah. And that, again, like I said, that's kind of the, the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as you move throughout your day, if you find a, a certain time of the day where you've just lost all peace, at that moment, that's when I stop and say, God, you know, where are you in this moment? Yeah. And then it's not only at that, you know, you're, you're actually, you're, you are in the moment, so there's no yeah. visualizing it, uh, but there is a feeling mm-hmm. of peace and comfort uh, and centering that comes in that moment. Absolutely. So can, will you share with me the, 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 your real example yeah, so about with your kids and... <laughs> I just thought that was cool. Well, there, there, there's, been, there's been several examples. So I, I'm actually kind of trying to have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think God wants us to have fun and, yeah, and I, enjoy I, our life. Yes. So what, I, what I've Contrary started. Contrary to popular belief, yeah. God's in a good mood. Yeah, he's in a good mood. Yeah. And, and, and he laughs. He's a good father. It's actually scriptural. It says that he mm-hmm. laughs. But yeah. yeah, some Christians look like they don't know that. <laughs> but. Uh, during certain times of the day, I'll just, I'll just stop and say, hey, God, where, where are you at this moment? And, mm-hmm. and experience it. So it's, it's almost, it, it is, it can be addicting, but I guess that would be a, a good addiction. Yeah. We, if, if, if we say as a church we're radically we obsessed with Jesus, God? then we can say that we're addicted to Jesus, yeah. and I think that would be fine. Yeah. yeah. The, the, the one example that Zach's talking about is the other day, the other day I, I was leaving the house. So I, I was going to work. I was going to the office. And... You know, just just rushing around. You know, it's always. Yeah, I never wake up early enough, and I never do. It's just, it's all. You know, it all builds up to the moment where. Which is surprising to me because you wake up I really have early. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so I, w- I was rushing around trying to get water. I take you know I take a big deal of water to work. I was filling my water up and and just lost lost all sense of peace. At that moment, my two year old ran through the kitchen, and I don't know if he was. I'm sure he was throwing something or dropping something. It's just kind of his deal. Yeah. And I said, God, where where are you in this moment? You know, I'm like, I'm 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 going to work. I'm leaving my family. Yeah. That's never fun. Mm-hmm. Where are you at in this moment? Stressful morning. Stressful morning. Yeah. And instantly he turned around. And he smiled at me. Your two year old. Two year old. I didn't say anything out loud. Yeah. And so he just turned around and smiled, and just there in in that moment, you saw God in his face. Saw God. Yeah, yeah, that's a good thing to clap for. You know, I really think this this prayer of examine is really just a, a fancy way of us saying what the Scripture says about pray without ceasing. I agree. It's living with a conscious awareness of God, right? That's right. That's a beautiful thing. Um, I think that living with this kind of conscious awareness of God and being on a lookout for where we're going to experience in him day to day, taking a time to pause, taking a time to intentionally become focused on, what's go- on what God's doing, not just what the day's demanding, not just what the pressure of life is trying to thrust on me, but to interrupt that. We really, 
we really have to live a life in such a way that we make room for holy interruption, holy disruption. Jesus lived a life of holy disruption. Everywhere he went was a holy, a sanctified disruption. It's not demonic chaos. It's a disruption that actually brings us to peace. It's, it's, it's a stop it so that we can engage in the thing that doesn't, that doesn't change. And that has a transformative power, doesn't it? It changes, it changes us. Transformation means we change. In that moment, everything about your, your, uh, your feelings, your thoughts, how you're experiencing that morning shifted whenever you became aware of God's presence. You saw it on the face of your child. And would it be a stretch to say that maybe that, that child just a few moments ago was contributing to the stress and the chaos of the situation? But to see that change and for the child to reflect the face of God back to you, we need to learn how to live that way. Yeah. That keeps us from getting into a place of, of being frustrated and angry. Anybody guilty of being frustrated and angry? Anybody guilty, guilty of just snapping on, especially the people that you love, because you know you're the least filtered with the people that you love because you know that they have to stick around no matter what, right? Man, what, I mean, what, what do, you, do you feel the weight of that? What changes about your, about your life and your day whenever you actually allow yourself to become aware of God's presence like that? Does, it, does that do anything for you? Good. I'm, Ingrid, I'm just locking on you. You're encouraging me tonight. She's feeling it's good. That's good. Well, what's interesting, though, is, is not, nothing, nothing, I mean, nothing changes about the situation, but yet in the same moment, everything changes. But you change. Exactly. I love what, uh, what I heard. Uh, man, I forget this. Is Austin here? Austin, where are you at? He's in the back. Austin, do you remember the, uh, who, who's, who's, the, who's the guy or the gal about prayer doesn't change God, it always changes us? Is it Lewis? Is that C.S. Lewis? Can you remember? Josh, I saw Josh somewhere. Josh, do you remember that quote? I want to say it's Lewis. Can I go with that? I'm pretty sure it's C.S. Lewis says that prayer never, prayer doesn't change God. Prayer always changes us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, and that's why nothing changed about the situation except my perspective. Yeah. But because of that, he said, everything changed. changed. Everything changed. Man, I need that. I need this. Yeah, me too. That's why I like you because you read a lot of books and you tell me about them. I love it. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Z- Perfect. Zach has been known to give me a book, and then I read it, and I go to talk to him about it, and he said, oh, I didn't read it. I just gave it to you. <laughs> Pastor Lee got on to me to that. He said, wait a second. He pulled me in his office one day. He said, is it true that you're assigning books for people to read that you've never read? I said, absolutely. <laughs> I, like, I give That's it to smart. people that I know can handle it, but work smarter, not harder, right? That's awesome. How much time we got? 7.22? Let's, let's, let's drag this out eight minutes. We'll let everybody go at 7.30, but you've got something in you that we can take up eight minutes with. We can't end this early. This wouldn't be a Wednesday night. If we ended early. That's right. Everybody's like, please, God. That's Prayer of examine right now. Yeah. Where are you in this moment, God? Are you with Pastor Zach encouraging him to let us go? Yeah. yeah. Eight minutes. I promise. 7.30, we'll be done. Yeah, so, so we yeah Zach wanted some... to do impromptu, impromptu conversation. I came with five pages of notes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I, love I, it. Um, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess probably you know, we talked about giving a takeaway or talking about a takeaway. I mean, I've already explained how mm-hmm. I do it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we can elaborate any more on no, you know what? giving people? It just hit me. It's like, so, I know this is crazy. Why don't we just do it? Okay. Are you guys good with that? 
Let's just, let's just close out the time with just taking a few minutes. Why don't you actually practice what we, what we just learned? That could be different, interactive church a little bit. You know, you'll actually get a lot more out of this if you actually practice the things that we talk about. Like, that'll actually make, make, make you a better person. Yeah. Hope that wasn't too, that was probably sarcastic. I'm sorry. I'm still imperfect. All right, let's do it. So this is what we're going to do. Everybody bow your head, close your eyes. And why don't we just allow ourselves to go through some of those trying events of the day? What are the things that happened today that rubbed you the wrong way? What are the things that happened to you today that got a rise out of you? Why don't you see those things, experience those things, just for a moment? And when you're ready, and maybe when you, you lock on to one of those moments or memories, why don't you ask the Lord to show you where he was in that situation? Why don't you just put your hand on your heart whenever you feel like he reveals that to you? Father, we thank you this evening for being a God that delights in us. Being a God that delights to teach us how to discover where you are and what you're doing. A God that shows us even the areas of our life where we're wrong and we don't know it. You reveal those things to us so that we might move into a place of alignment to the righteousness of your word. Father, we thank you for you leading us into a discovery of where you are minute by minute through each day. In the times of our weakness and in the times of our strength. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would shape us into a people that live centered around the Father's presence, centered by the hope that's an anchor for our soul, the person of Jesus, captivated by what you're doing, that we leave no more room for distraction that comes to steal our joy and our peace and our rest. Thank you for blessing us preserving us, helping us continue to grow into people that represent you well, that bear your name well, people that live markedly different because of the one we are enamored by, and that's you, King Jesus. And in your name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen.